Hey, good morning. Good morning, everybody. This is uh, Jeff and Rob from RobScott.com, and we're doing another talk today. Um, this morning, we're going to talk about changing your identity, and we were just talking about some things about that. And, and Rob's got the tip. He's discovered something that's amazing for you to to work on, changing your identity, and why that's so important and whatnot. So first, we'll say good morning to Rob. Rob, how are you? Hey. Hello. How are you? That's Rob, everybody. I'm going to lead this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, talk to me about, you know, um, why is why is changing the identity something you want to consider when you're talking about, you know, changing yourself as a person? Yeah, well, I think I think that to talk about the the why it's important, we all want to, you know, change our behavior in a lot of ways. And so there's a lot of things that we want to change in our life. We either want to change our outcome, we want to change how we feel, or we want to change our behavior. But those are all related, right? Our behavior leads to better outcomes. Our outcomes change, you know, they influence our state to some degree. Uh, part of mastering mindset is knowing that at the root of it, you can change your mindset no matter what your behavior or outcome is. But what we're talking about today is actually the things that need behavior change, right? Losing weight, changing your diet, doing sales calls as an entrepreneur, whatever those things are, they actually need uh, sort of behavior change. So what most coaches talk about, like accountability coaching, or I've written a book called The Habit Cure, when I call it a book, it's like a pamphlet, right? It's like a little short 11, 12 pages that really explain how to create new empowering habits. And that external change, right, if we break down internal versus external, it's really important. It actually, you have to have new habits. And shortcuts to creating new habits are incredibly powerful, right? So if you know that you need to have a savings habit in your in your money life, let's say, if you don't habituate that, you're not going to save. If you do habituate that, you save. And that takes some amount of willpower, et cetera. Well, what I discovered that I think is really, really, really unique um, is that packed into these behaviors on the internal level, if you can change the subconscious in such a way where you actually change somebody's identity, uh, it, in, wrapped up in that are all these behavior changes that become effortless because they're in the new identity. So uh, can I can I start with like a story to kind of explain what I mean by that? You know I love stories, man. Go ahead. Okay, yeah. So this is actually an old client of mine, but I'm just I'm gonna not talk names. I'm gonna not do any of that, of course, right? It's it's privacy. But it was somebody who was a hundred pounds overweight. I want everybody to imagine being a hundred pounds overweight carrying all that extra weight on your body, uh, totally addicted to sugar and carbs and food, um, you know, even beginning to do a workout program or do anything like that, incredibly difficult because you're just carrying all this stuff. On top of that, depression, all this stuff. This woman has the mindset of, you know, I'm a loser, I'm fat, I'm a failure. And so to, to go on talks that we've had before, if that's how we're set up, if that's our victim mindset, if that's what our subconscious is kind of saying to us, it actually needs to make that true because that's our identity. Our identity is I'm a failure. Now, this is what's weird, and we've done another talk on this, and maybe we can do more talks on it later, but your mind will make that true, right? Because yeah. waking up yesterday and eating a donut in the morning actually worked. Like, it doesn't work long term, but in the very, very short term, it worked. So that is safe to you. That is comfortable. That is normal. So this woman can wake up one day and be totally disgusted, which is one of the most motivating uh, emotions to have. When you're absolutely like, this is, I can no longer have it like this anymore. I am disgusted with myself and my situation and everything. It's going to change. She can wake up completely disgusted and, in fact, would and say, I'm not going to eat any 
you know, chocolate today or donuts today. There's no donuts. There's no cake today, all right? Absolutely, I'm on a new path, and that's it. And she has decided, and she means it, and it's right. And at noon, she's watching the cake going, going, no cake today, no cake today, no cake today, no cake today. And she eats it again. And why does she do that? Because her subconscious mind is battling that conscious decision, and it's saying cake works for us. Cake is what got us here. We're still here. Cake has worked. And somebody might argue, well, eventually that's going to kill her. Yeah, subconscious doesn't care about that. It cares moment to moment. doesn't care. What is normal? It doesn't care about your happiness. It doesn't care about anything. Yeah. It's trying to keep your body alive in the immediate, like out of physical danger, not like health over long term, right? And it's also trying to keep your identity of yourself alive. So if yeah. your identity is I'm a huge fat failure, yeah. okay, or your identity is I'm, um, I'm not yet an entrepreneur, right? I still need to learn something to become an entrepreneur or I'm not a coach yet. I, I, I still, I need to coach more people until I can really call myself a coach. If your identity is I'm not that yet, I'm not healthy yet, I'm not whatever yet, we will do the behaviors that will back that up. So the lady eats cake. And what does that do? It feeds into I'm a loser. It makes it more true. She gets even more and more and more. So what has to happen, one way to attack that is through willpower. And that will work, okay? Because willpower over time, if you apply it right and she really decides and she says no cake and she gets all the sweets out of the house and she only eats healthy stuff and she surrounds herself with more healthy people, there's lots of things to do that she can habituate. And we all know that for most habits, and this actually ranges very greatly, but the standard is to talk about 30 days, right? When you do something habitually for 30 days, you begin to normalize it. If I want to talk about doing heroin, that will normalize a whole lot faster. So it doesn't have to take 30 days. But for things that we resist, about 30 days, the mind starts to do what? Why does that even work, right? What's the big reason that that works? The reason that works is that your subconscious now sees a new normal. It's normalized a different way to be. And so it, it starts to say, oh, we must be this now. So now we're actually like an athlete, or now we're actually... Because we talked about how the subconscious wants to work in the familiar, you've got to set the familiar into the subconscious, because, and before we were talking about, you know, she's eating the cake and not stopping, you know, a lot of people might be like, well, come on now, I mean, really, I mean, she said she's not going to eat cake, and all of a sudden she can't stop herself. I think a lot of people need to understand, back from other talks, the subconscious is an overdrive. It's massively, massively, massively constantly computing, just driving, driving, driving thoughts while your conscious just kind of inserts itself every once in a while and tries to say, hey, wait a minute, I, I, I'd actually like to do this today. And the subconscious over there, it's already done 10 things while I was speaking going, no, 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 we're, we're actually over here with the familiar, this is what we do. Yes. This is what we do. This exactly. is what we do. It's a really good, it's a really good analogy. Yeah. So, yeah, so... So what do we do, right? How do, how do we change that? Well, if, yeah, you, what, use, what if, that? if you use willpower externally, mm-hmm. you, are, you are using your energy and your will externally, which is important to kind of do both. That external move is uh, to create a new identity, to actually normalize this thing, and more and more and more your mind will accept, okay, I go to the gym now or I do whatever. But what I, the shortcut that I found out that's like what you can do instead, which is so powerful, is you can actually change somebody's identity. So the thing that worked for this woman was to go in and say, all right, instead of, you know, big fat loser, all these horrible thoughts that she had about herself, which if I went through the list of what they were, they were horrible. They were, nobody loves me. I'm not lovable. Um, I should die, right? Like, why am I not here? All that stuff, which what? Like her behavior is actually having her eat in such a way that she will die soon, right? Like that's what she's thinking, okay? So I went in and I said, how about we implant, right, through your subconscious, the identity of I am an athlete, 
All right. Now look at that. I am an athlete because if I'm a dieter or I try and do that or I'm trying to, I'm going to be on a diet That's and I temporary. eat and I eat and I eat cake at noon. Right. It's not sustainable. It's not really an identity. A dieter is someone who's doing something for a short term period of time to do, make a change. Right. Well, it's not. It's not even only that because as soon as you eat the cake. Now you've failed your diet, you're a failure yeah. again, and that's the okay. more that's the more realistic one, right? But right. so what's an athlete do, right? An athlete that really believes it's an athlete, it doesn't matter if you have cake at noon, but you probably have less cake than somebody who's morbidly obese. Um, athletes are active. Athletes, you know, stretch and care about their body. Athletes sweat every day, whatever they, right? There's all these other yeah. behaviors that are in. Athletes care about learning about food and doing all this stuff. So as we went in and we repatterned her into an athlete, had her think the thoughts that an athlete has, had her wrap that up not only into all these different thoughts that she has to keep track of and sort of uh, keep happening, but have that all wrap up into I am an athlete. An athlete goes and buys running shoes. An athlete has workout clothes. An athlete has all the behaviors are wrapped up in that identity. So I started to get into identity shifting. I started to go, well, what does that mean for like an entrepreneur? Right, somebody who everybody that I would coach that comes to me for business stuff, so many of them that are at that beginning phase. I work with a lot of big, really powerful businesses that have lots of stuff, and they they have they have a different need, right? But the, the the new entrepreneur that's trying to begin still has that I'm not worth it yet. Uh, I'm not good at sales yet. I have to learn more. There's this identity that like I'm not an entrepreneur yet. And there's this lie that it, it's going to happen in time at some point. And so what happens if you actually implant, I am an entrepreneur now, right? All of a sudden, well, what's an entrepreneur do? Sales calls happen. Management happens. You hire the right people. You, be, you begin to do the things that you need to do, and it unsticks you from this stuck place of, I'm not that yet. I need to learn or I need to do whatever more, okay? So does that make sense so far? It does. I mean, it, it's go bold. I mean, don't don't hesitate and say, well, I'll get to that point. It's like, no, I am this, and start from there, and start really focusing all of your changes, your your, your habits, and what you do around the idea of this new person. Well, it's it's even simpler than that. It's literally just implant the identity of I am this, and then yeah. watch what happens. So, what ends up happening for this woman? Uh, that that because sure. because subconsciously it starts to drive in a different. Familiarity? Familiarity? Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, so all of a sudden you make this identity what they are. They actually yeah. wake up with this place of I am this, right? And now all the behaviors just happen naturally. Why? Because the subconscious, that big powerful driver of behavior, that yeah. big powerful thing that from moment to moment makes the choices without us because we're not as involved as we think we are mm -hmm. at all, it starts to wake up and go, it's time to make a sales call. Or in the in the case of the morbidly obese woman, it's time to eat some celery and get to the gym. It's time to we don't have the right shoes. Let's go buy the right shoes, etc. Right. So, so like how how do you how do you you know that that's it sounds simple, sounds easy, but how do you literally stick to the new identity? You know, when you when you say, okay, I'm an athlete now, how do you stick to that? Yeah. Well, it's not it, if if it didn't stick, you didn't really have it. It didn't change your identity, right? So mm -hmm. it's not just about talking about it. It's actually about patterning in, and this is the fundamental shift patterning process that we do in the core and when I work with people and all that stuff, right? This is what we pattern in, right? Through uh, talking directly to your subconscious. And one of those ways we should actually do a we should actually do a talk on hypnosis, kind of what it is and what it isn't, because a lot of people are. I just got an email from somebody who went through the core that has all these really powerful hypnotic stuff. And she was like, I had to listen to all of them to hear what was in them. I should actually put scripts in there so people can see uh, what we're saying. It's not, 
it, it's completely powerful and amazing what you can do with it because you can have this access to mm-hmm. the subconscious mind, but it's not like you're going to be on stage clucking like a chicken or any of that stuff, right? All hypnosis is self-hypnosis. Um, you actually have to kind of accept the ideas and all that stuff. But what yes. you're doing is in this state, you're, you're patterning in and what I call normalizing for the self, uh, for the subconscious, a new way to be. So if it's not normal for me to own a BMW, right? If I think of myself as a poor person and I'm like, I, you know, I don't have BMWs. Poor people don't have BMWs. I shouldn't have one. If I even get one, like I treat it really weird. Like it's not normal for me, right? Just like sales calls might not be normal. Just like going to the gym might not be normal. We have to actually normalize and make safe for the subconscious, right? The new behavior. And that's done really efficiently in wrapping it up into an identity that is like this anchor that you start to pattern in. And then when you immediately, it's, it's very much about doing it in the now, right? It's not at all about doing yes. it sometime later. It's about right now changing your identity into I am that, patterning that in, and then watching the behaviors unfold from that. Now, if you then add habits to it and accountability and coaching and other stuff, you can have even more market results because doing it internally and doing it externally at the same time, wicked powerful, right? That's it. But what most coaches do is they just set up accountability, they do it, and they don't address that identity piece. And so you're showing up as not yet entrepreneur or I am loser or I am never going to be thin or whatever those are, and you don't alter that, right? Yeah. So so we've talked a lot about changing your thinking. What mm-hmm. this talk is specifically about is how can you wrap that up into an identity that you believe in and then you pattern that so that you truly are that new identity. So let me tell you what happened with this woman, right? She all of a sudden starts going to spin class. She starts changing her eating. And this has been stuff she tried to do for years and years and years and years and years, right? So guess what happened? She ends up 20 pounds down very, very quickly. She ends up becoming a, a spin instructor, She's not healthy yet, by the way. She's still arguably morbidly obese, and it's, you know, it's not healthy. She's now a spin instructor at 80 pounds overweight. Why? Because she's an inspiration, and she's committed, and she's showing up, right? The first few days of that are, you know, I don't get the results, I don't get the results. But once we get over that hump and we start to see it, see, happiness for her is not 100 pounds down. It's not like when you start a journey like that that you have to get the 100 pounds down to be happy, Right. All you need is progress. All you need is the new identity and to know that you're getting results and going in the right direction for the entrepreneur that's trying to make a million dollars a year. You don't you're not. It's not like I'm only going to be happy when I get a million dollars a year. You're happy once you have the system in place and you see it growing because progress is happiness. So literally start making the decision to start to go to the gym. Three days in, you can start to be really kind of like, wow, this I'm, I'm going. I, 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 this yeah, is yeah, happening. Yeah. I am this. Right. So she gets the identity of I'm an athlete. Now, she's not a fit athlete. She's an out-of-shape athlete. But she started to go, what's an athlete do? How's an athlete behave? And we pattern in athlete, right? And now eats healthy, starts losing weight, and she goes in the right direction. She's happy, like, right away. It's like, a, it's like yeah. an instant change. And she's got an identity she can hold on to and embody and hone and make it better. So then all of a sudden, she's all the way down. She's the one that ends up running the triathlon. Right, she's the one that gets all the way skinny and has changed her life so massively and has so committed and knows what change is, knows what that's about, knows how to do it in other areas of her life, that she's truly an inspiration. Right? She ends up being a leader for others going through yeah, that because absolutely. she knew how to change not only her external behavior, not only some of her internal thoughts, but her entire identity. Right? Does that make right. sense? Absolutely. I mean it's an amazing it's an amazing story because I mean it's like 
a lot of people when they when they go to make a change in their life, you know, it is the 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 the, the finish line that they're looking at, and that's what they're solely focused on. And it's really not about the finish line because life is a race, and and the finish line at the, at the end of life is death. So. Um, yeah, and so yeah, it's like it's like it's the enjoying journey itself should be part of the joy of life, right? So I mean, it's like you know, be in that positive identity of thought and start moving forward. And the moment you start moving forward with that new identity, that's when the joy really should kick in. Stop focusing on where you're going. Focus where you are right now. Yeah. So presence has a lot to do with that, right? Presence has a lot to do with it. Uh, understanding presence, understanding all this stuff, but understanding how we're representing our own identity to ourselves. And how we're thinking, right? All the stuff that we talk about kind of feeds into this. But what I would task people with is, what is an empowering identity for whatever the goals are that you want to do, right? And there's a bunch that are really effective, okay? So, you know, I am a leader. I am an entrepreneur. I am an athlete, right? What are the, what are the identities that you could start to take on for yourself? And if you're interested in, like, patterning those in, right, then they can do more work with me or work with somebody else. But don't just – trying to create new habits in your life, you're going to find that that's really, really tough. You might be able to take some on, but it just – it depletes your willpower all the time, right? And, and you get more empowered and you get range when you, when you focus on habits only. Habits matter, right? They really do, but they're not the end game only. And the shortcut is to go in and change you internally and have mm-hmm. all those behaviors kind of fall in place because you've changed your whole identity, the way you think, the way you see yourself, and the way you see your world. That's the shortcut. That's the really quick, that's the fundamental shift that can change everything in an instant. And it's there and it's real and it's it's, it's an amazing tip tool to use. Yeah. Um, I mean, just the whole mindset part of saying, this is who I am go forward. Yeah, exactly. Really, really cool stuff there. So cool. So this is a, I think we're, I don't know how long that talk was, but we're maybe shorter than normal. But a little rapid is, fire, but you were, you were on fire there. I just kind of let you roll with it because, I mean, you were, <laughs> you, were, you were nailing all the points, and, I mean, I was just listening to it. Um, I've, I've worked with identity and shifting mind as well. Um, so I, I, I just kind of let you go with it, man. You're, uh, you're very efficient when you just start rolling. Awesome. Cool. Well, I'll tell you what, what we should probably add to the show notes is maybe a, a link to the Habicure ebook. And also, uh, you know, as usual, we'll, we'll put uh, something to, to get let people check out what the core is all about. And uh, other than that, why don't we bow it out, my friend? All right. All right Thank brother. you so much. Another great talk, man. Peace. All right, dude. Talk soon. Later. See you.